0: Back. I'm Kim Valley, she's Juliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Today, we have a topic that we've been requested to consider and talk about, and that's the appropriateness and the divisiveness of discussing politics or using politics, the political arena, in terms of the outside political arena, not office politics.
1: At work. To be precise, this, quest, this request came to us from the US, so I don't think anybody will be surprised. Of late, it's been very dominant in every conversation. Firstly, the elections, then the new president, and so on and so forth. And what people are asking us is that every day they come into the office, there's a, this topic is being discussed, and it's been discussed at length, and some people are not comfortable to... A, spend that much time on it, or let people know what they really think. And if they don't let people know what they think, they get picked on for either hiding their feeling or maybe sharing a different viewpoint. So the question to us was how appropriate is it to do that and what's the best way to behave?
0: I think if we looked at it in terms of our Australian audience as well, it would be situations where perhaps, again, it might be the decisions of the people in Canberra, it might be decisions of your local political organisations, it might be the football in every state in this country, yeah. it might be some topic that is perhaps politically related like immigration or marriage equality or topics that are in the social area that are being brought into the work arena. So in that sense, we're going to talk about all... When we talk about one particular topic of these discussions, we mean it in terms of all of those areas that might be affecting your work
1: discussions or your work time. This is a really good point because it will also help then how you would present yourself or how you would interact on whatever topic. So let's say it is the political discussion about the politics of the day and somebody say, well, what do you think? I think you should always feel comfortable to be yourself and say, I don't feel comfortable discussing it or I don't really like to discuss it or, to be honest, I feel we're spending too much time on it at work. The other thing is build it in so it's not about whatever they're saying. So you say, I would be giving you the same view and the same approach if we're talking about the TV show sure, on last night, or the football game. It, it's about your general view about what you should discuss at work and not be pushed into participating when you don't want
0: to. Well, I think that then leads us back a step to thinking about actually being prepared for the situation because it is going to occur and it's going to yeah. occur more than once in your working life and more than once a day sometimes. So why not be prepared for the situation? Why not have, just as we recommend you have an audio logo that presents you quickly and easily to other people you're meeting, why not have a ready response for this situation so that you've thought about it beforehand, you're not put on the spot, so that when you are asked what you think, out you trot your standard response, which is, well, as you would know or as you may not know, depending on the situation, Mm -hmm. I... I'm not comfortable taking part in discussions that are outside of the work environment situation when I am at work. I'm happy to, if you are, I'm happy to discuss these sorts of things in a social environment, but I don't do it at work. And be very, very specific about the decision that you've made so that there's no opportunity for them to to whinge and to say, oh, but what do you really think? I just tell us, I just give us a yes or no then the response is, I don't. You just keep repeating it. I don't discuss these things at work. Simple. You say it with a smile, you move on. You don't stand there waiting for the, the tennis match of words to happen, but you make your statement and you move on to work. If you make your statement and you stand around while they're all still talking, then you're taking part in the conversation. Yes. Whether you're saying anything or not, you're allowing that conversation to continue. So you've got to, your actions have got to be as strong as your words. And they don't have to be strong in a negative
1: sense, but they have yeah. to have strength within them. So be clear, but also use humour. I mean, it's okay to smile and say, for example, they're discussing last night's MasterChef, and they say, well, oh, who did you want to pick? What did you think? Or oh, house renovation, it's easy. whatever. It's I don't know. We
0: don't have TV. We haven't had a television for 15 years. I don't know what you're talking about. See,
1: and then people will stop asking it, and, and they when they look, ask her They just I it. look
0: at me it's strangely. It's like you don't have a TV. It's
1: like saying you don't have a mobile phone, which I do,
0: but they just can't get past that and it doesn't matter how many times you say it. See, this is another important thing. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. People will forget. Yeah. That's your viewpoint. That's your standpoint. And so invariably, yes. whenever the conversation comes up about a TV show, people will say, didn't you see... Well, aren't you worried about this? And I'll say, no, because I didn't see it, because I don't have a TV, or I didn't read in the paper because I get my news a different way.
1: Yes. Or you say, look, you know that I'm not really interested in car racing or football or home renovations or whatever the topic is. What
0: was the first example she gave us? A cooking
1: show That I am (laughs) interested in. Now, (laughs) and then people would know that you've done your humour. And again, like Kim says, look, I am interested, but really not now. There was an example that someone gave me, and that is, It was to do with, in the football season, in Australia, that is, and as predictable as it is, every Monday after the weekend, at least there'll be an hour worth of discussing the games, who won, who lost, what the referee did, what they didn't do, etc., and that goes on and on. It got to the point that some people were really annoyed in the time it's taking, others they annoyed because the topic to them is very boring and others is because they're getting too passionate about it. All the things that we said can work from time to time for different things. In this case, they agreed on a structured approach. And the structured approach was, this is going to happen, we are going to discuss it, so let's say what time, how long, and it will stop and finishes so you might say it's going to be at lunchtime or it's going to be at morning tea or whatever their structure is they agreed on specifics and they says any difference of opinion well they they had grand rules so they had time they had duration and they had grand rules about you don't pick on other people because they have a different view or you don't mock or any so not nothing hostile you just give your opinion and move on that can work in any situation
0: and that's a good approach in a broader sense that's a very good approach because it does build a team it does well, not so much build a team but it does allow people to get to know others in the organization in an environment that is not work related so it almost takes the place of the social interaction that might happen at the pub afterwards, so it's a safer environment in that it's still at work. That could be a good approach for some things, but it might also be that you would need to have very strict ground rules because yes. it could get out of hand and who's going to manage it and who's going to monitor it and the sense of safety in that environment when you start mm. to talk about your personal views, You know, if it was a political one, for instance that talking about your personal views and then missing out on a promotion, you'd have to think, oh, I wonder if it was what I said at that morning tea meeting we had. We might well spill over to the work politics side of things. So whilst it's a, a very good plan, it has to be yeah. managed very, very carefully.
1: The grand rules have to start off with the respect, and certainly in the example that was given to me, they're talking about the respect is... First of all, we respect the right of the people who do not want to participate mm-hmm. and the people who don't want to participate, we respect the fact that the others do and not to make snark comments about, oh, they're having the football discussion this morning. And then within that is the sort of things that Kim said and that is saying, okay, so we just, whenever it gets very... Opposite ends, we agree to disagree and move on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're limited to 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever it is, that would would be a good thing because it just saves you getting too deep into it. And right. if you want to talk about it more, do it in your own time outside work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose an extension of that is that you have a forum time. So you have a, a set time each week uh, that is would generally be over a lunchtime. So it's Monday lunchtime and Monday lunchtime is forum time and once a month it's football, the, once a month it's yeah. politics, once a month it's uh, the topics of, of note that are in the news and that gets advertised and so anyone can come along. So, so people who might not necessarily be interested in every discussion that you're having but might be interested yeah. in hearing the views of others uh, and not contributing their own but in hearing the views of others and broadening their knowledge that way might come along to some of those forums. Again, it's a way of professionalising a situation yeah. that is detracting
1: from the, the professionalism in the workplace. Actually, that's quite good because you might be, you know, once you know the topic and you think, I know nothing about that, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be interested, but have I got an idea? Yeah. And you might turn up and say, oh, not for me, or, mm-hmm. oh, I'm actually interested in that. Yeah. Now they talked about this show, I might watch it <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> right. you yeah. know.
0: But it's just another way of getting mm-hmm. information, of learning about things in a an environment that is not pressuring you
1: to produce a result necessarily what do you know this might also lead to this concept and this idea might lead to innovation within the workplace because it's informal because it is by the team members it might end up saying let's talk about everything digital Mm -hmm. let's talk about everything technology and where do you think this is going to go and guess what happens when people start talking? Ideas come and then you end up being inventive as well. So it, there is a very, very plus side, not just a downside for these things.
0: It also gives you the opportunity to garner ideas from other areas. You know, we've talked in previous podcasts about not always looking for a solution to an issue within your own industry, within your own environment, within your own team but to look at anything and everything and say, well, that idea might work for this thing that we have to do hmm. and actually expose yourself to a broader range of opportunities and of ideas to bring back into
1: the workplace. What do you think? I think we covered most of the angles of that. Is there any more? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess the, the only other angle is that when you're in these situations and you do feel like you've been put on the spot, you haven't yet developed your response, your measured response, or you don't feel confident about developing that measured response, or you've tried it out and it's just not working in that sense and and perhaps it's not the right words. Perhaps we might talk about how you write that measured response and how you practice that measured response and also Mm. a little bit about how you deal with the emotions of that situation if you're in that situation now and you haven't yet developed this response that I suggest that you have in your, your toolbox so if we look first of all at the emotive side of it so how do you deal with the emotions that are in that discussion as they always are and the reactions that you have the emotions that come from you when you're caught up in a situation where there is a discussion happening that you don't want to be part of,
1: that you feel you are being forced to be part of. So I guess we're going back to what you said earlier and the importance of being prepared. Hmm. Being prepared so you never taken totally unaware and then you're acting emotionally because whether out of passion, anger or or because you hate the topic, whatever it is.
0: But what about then for people who have been in this situation Mm -hmm. and they're listening to us now and they say, well, this happened to me last week and Mm -hmm. I blew up or Mm -hmm. I took a stand and now all Mm -hmm. these people think that I'm an idiot or, or how can I when I've always taken part, even reluctantly in these discussions, now turn up this week and say, I'm not mm. doing this anymore. What is the, the path that these people have to follow so that they can do that with confidence? How do they let go of the, the history of being part of the conversation and of uh, thinking that they were doing mm. the thing that was important, not necessarily mm. right, but important in the work environment by taking part in those situations to now say, not going to do it anymore. You know, and and they know that there's going to be some sort of negative reaction to the stand that they're taking now.
1: Well, to me, I know it would be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I know that, but that wouldn't stop me because I would just let it be, known. this is how I think now, this is how I'm going to move forward. It's ripping the band off, really. Yeah. You know, short pain, long game.
0: that's what you have to do and you mm-hmm. do it the right way. You do you prepare yourself and you present mm-hmm. it in the right way and you don't present it in an antagonistic way, then... The reaction of the other other people really isn't your concern, I have to say. It's a bit like other people's opinions. They're not any business of yours. They're, that's their opinion and it's it shouldn't relate to what you do or how you do it. You should be true to yourself and true to the, the ideals that you have set for yourself. So if we look then at preparing your response, you do it the way I suggest you write any speech and you write down all the sentences you want to say and you cut them up. Right like physically write them down on a piece of paper and then cut them up and then move them around on the desk until they're in an order that you think is right and then you retype it up so that and then you practice it so that you don't have to actually read it when yeah. you're talking to them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be long, it doesn't have to be a justification, that can just be as I said off the top of my head at the beginning of this podcast, I appreciate that you want my opinion. I do have to tell you. And and don't say but in in between those two sentences. And the reason I suggest that is that whenever we say but, there's a few words, but we'll talk about but. If If you say blah, blah, but, the only thing people remember is what comes after but. So you never say thank you for that but because they don't remember that you said thank you. All they remember is the things you said afterwards, which are generally not as complimentary as the thank you. In the beginning. So we say, I appreciate, because you do appreciate the fact that they are seeking your opinion or your view. I appreciate that you have given me the opportunity to take part in this discussion. I have to tell you that I've made a decision, particularly if a, you're changing tack, I've made a decision to not take part in these discussions during work time. I'm happy to have a conversation with you during our forum times, after hours, outside of work hours, whatever else be, whatever other situation fits in there, or not, if you're not, don't, don't want to do, to do it at all. And that will be my stance from now on, smile, move away. I think the, the, yes. the, the most important thing is that you smile or you give some indication in your body language that, that you're not angry or antagonistic and you walk yep. away. Walking away yeah. is the biggest thing that you can do. Because as I said, well, if you stand there, you're part of the conversation.
1: Thank Nothing you. else to add? No. Yes. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: We might leave our discussion there at that point and we will talk to you again soon. I'm Kim Bailey. She's for Yana Osborne and this is signing Exec.